So listen, I know things got kind of nasty down there at the beach, and um, I don't want to get involved in husband and wife stuff, but I figured, you know, you might need to relax. So? Come on, dude, I'm trying here. Okay. You want to be an outsider? It's your business. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And welcome to this episode of Sass and Sips. We are, every week, we will be discussing and dissecting an episode of Lost in Order. We will do our best to avoid spoilers for those of you who would like to watch along. And we'll be here sipping and sassing. You sure about that? We're sipping, all right. (laughs) I think we think we're sassy. I don't know what everyone else would think about us, (laughs) to be fair. Um, What are you sipping on? I I think we're awesome. I'm having a glass or two or a bottle of some sparkling wine. Having a good old time here. Well, I have beer. I have Stella. See, I'm I'm bougie. I'm I'm a little bougie with my four dollar sparkling wine. Your beer costs more than mine. <laughs> probably. Not probably, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Today, we are going to be talking about, ready? ready. Dot, 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 in translation. (laughs) (laughs) A.K.A. In translation. A.K.A. A.K.A. Ellipsis in translation. (laughs) And if you listen to last week's episode, you will have understood this joke. And no Oxford comma needed in this. <laughs> no Oxford comma needed. <laughs> so this is the 17th episode of the series. Obviously not our 17th episode, but we're almost there. We're almost to the end of season one. And I'm like at 94%. Ow! <laughs> That's it, 94? You need to get to like at least over 100 Come on, this was a good episode. This this episode is going to tip you past 100. Nine, I'm going to prove it half. to you. No. I'm going to I'm going to get you there by the end. That's what he I know said. How, I know how to do it. <laughs> That's also what he said. <laughs> <clears throat> I wonder this I think we and should scene. Try, we should try <laughs> like how many sexual in the windows can we get into this one episode you're gonna have to drink for everyone pish tosh easy breezy (laughs) ready no yes okay in a flashback i'm repositioning myself so i can get ready (laughs) look at what she said like i'm crazy ah ding ding ching (laughs) okay I'm just. I'm not even gonna put the beer down. I'm just gonna hold it because I think we may have to take a break right. in about. I'm already halfway I done. I'm already halfway done. We just started. We ha- we, we haven't have even read the. Flesh- we haven't even 
even did the in- we just did the intro. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my bottle of wine, my champagne, it was because it's been in the wine fridge for like five years. The cork was swollen, so I had like ha ah, swollen cork. <laughs> swollen cork in a tight bottle. All right, so we'll just drink. <laughs> But I got it. This is going to be a long episode, I have a feeling. You think? <laughs> We're going to be very drunk. But I don't. I think it'll be the tipsiest we've ever been by the end of the I thought you were going to say it's, it's going to be the tip. Just <laughs> the tip. <laughs> Sometimes you just want the tip. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I'm feeling giddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. This one is alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In flashbacks, Jin asks Mr. Pike for permission to marry Sun, his daughter. Mr. Pike is the head of a Korean company that operates an automobile manufacturing firm. He asks about Jin's father, but Jin hesitates before saying he is dead. Mr. Pike then asks Jin to become an employee of Pike Heavy Industries as his personal assistant. Jin wishes to own a hotel and restaurant, but is willing to do anything for his dream, son. That was sweet when he said that. That son was his dream. That was a sweet moment. I think despite what we see now on the island, there's like he does love his wife. Mm Mm-hmm. Sun and Jin are married, but before the honeymoon, Jin must devote six months to management training. Sun is wary of this duty to her father, but Jin places a white flower in her hair and promises her the honeymoon she's always dreamed of. Later, Jin is promoted to special assistant, and Mr. Pike personally gives him the task of communicating his displeasure to Byung Han, the Korean Secretary for Environmental Safety over a recent factory closing by the agency. Han is terrified by Jin's appearance. When Jin simply tells him of Pike's displeasure and begins to leave, the man is overjoyed. He takes a Sharpay puppy from his daughter and forces it on Jin. This is that moment when he realizes who his father-in-law really is. Like, that look at his face, like the realization, you're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop laughing at that part. You know, Stella is part Sharpay. You told me with the you did the whole DNA. Yeah. She don't look it at all, but yeah, she's got like twelve percent Sharpay. Well, I'm a quarter Irish. I don't look I see it at it. all. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you see know. it's it's in your belly. <laughs> Bottoms up. That's what he said. (laughs) Head down, ass up. The next day, Sun prepares a fancy dinner for Jin. But Mr. Pike interrupts again. Jin must drive a man to Byung Han's house, where Jin will be shown how to deliver a message. Jin sees that the man plans to kill the secretary. And on arrival at Han's house, he rushes in ahead of the hitman. He beats Han in front of his family while the hitman looks on. 
Jin tells Han to open the factory the next day. He then walks out telling the hitman Han got the message. He also tells him, I just saved your life. Hey everyone, Lisa here. I want to take a moment to tell you about this really cool travel backpack that I got. It's made by Muslim and it's so cool. As you know, Agnes and I are not in the same state. So we travel to see each other quite frequently. This backpack makes it so easy to do so. The bag has space for everything. When I fly, I don't like to check a bag. This makes it so easy for me to bring everything that I need with me on carry-on, including recording equipment. It has a space for everything. Trust me when I say that if you travel, even if it's just for a road trip, this bag is perfect for you. Go to muslim.com now and use our promo code SASPOD for 20% off of your new bag. Trust me when I say you'll love it. Must be one hell of a good donut. Listen, considering (laughs) the lack of extracurricular activities in my life, food does it for me as we drink another sip. Hey guys, we are here with an update to our scheduling. We just wanted to let you guys know that from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we are going to be going back to every other week publishing schedule. Okay, say something witty here. Witty? Because actually as you're talking, because you kind of, I don't know if it's witty or not, but you sounded very sex kitten when you said hello. You know, I was like, oh. Agnes is at a loss for words, apparently. <laughs> I know, it doesn't happen. This is like a 30-second promo, and you don't have words. But okay, the point is, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we're going to release our regularly scheduled lost episodes every other Monday. Maps will still be every two weeks, and Spotlight will still be the first of the month. And then after Labor Day, we will go back to Lost being put out every week just so that we can be able to spend a little bit more time with our families and enjoy the summer. So that's it. That was the update. Okay. Um, the Hitman. Can we talk about his outfit? Mm. What did he have on? A white fucking suit. Who goes to kill a dude? Wearing a white suit. Okay, so I know in some cultures, you wear white for you for funerals. So I think that's kind of telling, like you know, like because American, okay, Americanized, we put like the bad guy, death, all these things in black. We wear black funerals yeah, and all that other I stuff. Mean, I think that's a stretch. I think white. When you have like the bad guy wearing all white, I think that's more badass. Okay, that I can get behind. But, like, what about blood spatter? They don't give a fuck. Look how much money. Throw that shit out by another suit. Like, no biggie. Like, it's not like it's me or you and we're, like, living check by check. But these people, like, they got buco bucks. Who cares about blood spatter? I'll give you that one. Pale rider. Death comes in a pale horse. Like, white, I think, has an undertone. Because it's so pure when the bad guy wears white. I think it makes him more badass. I might be stretching it, but you know. Gin bloody is from it, the beginning. Wait, another, on the four, like the 
Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Isn't death on a white horse? I don't know. I must Google this. You continue with the synopsis as I Google my insanity. Jin, bloody from the beating, goes home and heads straight for the bathroom. He begins to wash the blood from his suit. Sun questions him pointedly and slaps him. She leaves and Jin tries to continue his cleaning but stops and begins to weep as he stared at I've drank too much, I think, already. <laughs> yeah, so uh, since you're c- gathering your thoughts, yes. The fourth horseman rides in on a pale horse and represents pestilence and death. Might not be just a stretch. Buraka. Okay. I'm trying to think of my own catchphrase, and that didn't work. <laughs> Sun questions him pointedly and slaps him. She leaves, and Jin tries to continue his cleaning, but stops and begins to weep as he stares in the mirror at himself. Jin goes to visit his father, a simple fisherman. Jin confesses to having been ashamed of him, but his father embraces his long estranged son. He then tells his father of his dilemma, and his father advises him to make the next project for Mr. Pike, delivering watches to Pike Associates in Sydney and Los Angeles, his last. Go to America, the old man says. Save your marriage. I kind of felt sorry for Jin. Like he finds like he thinks he's working for a businessman, and he finds himself in a position he didn't really expect. Like he wanted to do right by his wife. He wanted to earn the respect of his father-in-law to be able to earn, you know, that he feels worthy of marrying his daughter. And he's now like really working for the mob, in essence. I kind of feel sorry for the man. Yeah. So. And that scene with his father. The scene where Jin goes to his father and he tells him how he was ashamed and his father's like, it's okay, like, you're my son and I love you. I'm like, it's so, it's just such a sweet moment. And in comparison to the rest of the fathers we've seen thus far, such a nice change. Total 180 from what we've seen thus far. And I think that that's intentional because you see, like, your impression of Jen is favorable. I think this was totally intentional to, like, know there's so much more you don't know about this dude. And I feel sorry for him. To be, and to be honest, it's not that I didn't like him per se. I didn't understand what was, where, where was it going to go? Like, at the beginning, I'm like, there's more to them. I just don't know where this, obviously there's more to all of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think I dislike him, but there's... You know, you just don't know. It can go so many different ways, you know, from a geisha to a bar princess. <laughs> well, in, in, in the other episode that we see this story, we see it from Sun's perspective. Yes. And now we see it from Jin's perspective. So in Sun's perspective, all you see is, like, this man who was sweet to her, but then he was angry. And he's, like, he's got this shady dealings, and you don't know what they are. But I now think... you see... I think, like, from her perspe- her perspective, even then, you're like, there's something else going on. You don't, mm-hmm. don't know what. Um, her father was obviously, to me, at that point, was a man of, like, I think I knew from the beginning that he wasn't what he said. Like, that, that first scene at the event, mm-hmm. and you know he's a man of power. I'm like, yeah, it's more than just that. Um, I lost my train of thought. Damn, too many sexual in the windows. I'm a little tipsy right now. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. The train pulled off without me. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost my train of thought. 
Oh, God, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so when we first see Jin's dad, he kind of mm. looks like an Asian Sam Waterston to me, and Alex thought that that was the stupidest thing I've ever said. <laughs> I don't... I don't. I don't. See I it. don't know. I don't. I don't know why he just reminds me like of Sam Waterston. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't say that's the dumbest thing you've ever said because you said dumber. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Probably accurate. I'm just joking. I was just said. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm sure that that's an accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of this episode, I'm sure we're gonna say something both equally dumb. All right, so on the island is day 32. Jin's right eye scans the beach, looking for his wife. He sees her swimming in a bikini and rushes to cover her with a towel. They begin arguing loudly in Korean. Michael tries to break it up, and Sun slaps him for his effort. Alone, Jin asks Sun if there's anything between her and Michael. Sun denies this. Did you think that there was? No, I think she did it. At, I mean, maybe something superficial, but nothing serious. And I think she did it to save, to, to, to avoid any further problems. She did. I mean, but there's obviously a connection there. I think it's something. I, I think there's something. There's, and there's a connection there because think about it. Michael is one of only two people who knows she speaks English. I don't she think had there's a that sexual moment. connection. I think there's more with him, but not necessarily sexual per se. I think okay. there's more, like, for whatever reason, you connect with a person, for whatever reason, friendship can, like, just, like, you get it. Like, for whatever reason, she mm-hmm. felt that she can confide in him. And sometimes people that you don't think will get you, get you. So I don't think it's a sexual connection per se. I think that it's a connection. Okay. And I think they could be, if the situations were different, if they had different, if they were both, let's say if they both were they could have been friends. You know what I mean? If situations were, their lives were different, they may have been friends, co-workers or friends, whatever the case it may be. I think on that level, and I think that her punch, her smack at him was like, okay, this is the best way I can save his life or avoid further issue between him and my husband, yeah. less issue between me and my husband. I get it. Says the drunk Agnes. Son then approaches Michael seeking help. She tries to explain that the slap was meant to protect Michael from Jin's jealousy. But but Michael will not listen. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jin rejects an offer of friendship from Hurley. He's out there hitting rocks with his golf clubs and Hurley's like, dude. (laughs) First of all, he don't even understand you. I think on some level people do. They may not, but eventually if you try hard enough, you can understand general intentions i think intentions are universal i think and shannon suggests to saeed that they spend an evening away from the other survivors but that's not telling the whole story he starts asking her about how she made knots and she's like how about me and you spend a saturday with some rope i tied this side down you think this is gonna hold you have a past in the navy you've neglected to tell me about (laughs) why how does a woman like you learn how to tie a perfect ball in knot? By dating guys with sailboats? Since you bring it up, I've been worried since I first met you that you might end up being a spinster. Spending my Saturday nights alone at home, 
tying knots. Perhaps with an overweight aunt. <laughs> it's a very sad image. Maybe we should get some rope, spend a Saturday night alone together, and see what happens. His that eyes. had me on the floor. I was like, bum chicka wow wow. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> he. Okay, listen, I know that they're making camp, but that, that dude pitched a tent. I'm sorry. Like, uh, wait, with sex in the window. <laughs> His face said it all. Listen, I'm with it. Was I'm like, Wayne's World? Swing. Swing. <laughs> I was like, my thought was like, go for yours, girl. Get that thick fat weenie. Like, <laughs> but listen, after a month on a deserted island, and you're like, listen, I'm surprised things happen, happen sooner between people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, I think, okay, so people, not that everyone's. Okay, listen. How did I say this without being offensive or crude? Sex is natural. Yeah. And I think people will probably do more, will probably be more honest with what their needs are if there wasn't that sense of shame. Mm -hmm. So you have this, you're on a fucking deserted island. Who the f Like, there is no shame at this point. So that's why I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner. I'm surprised too because sometimes I feel like when you go through, like, emotional... Um, you should, like, what experiences. Yeah, like, it, it, it kind of brings all those feelings to the surface, and you and that's, like, an easy way to release. And it. That human connection that you so much, like, um, like, after a death, um, it's quite, like, people just, it, and it's not being disrespectful, it's that sense of human connection that you need. Right. And right. so, yeah, I totally get it. And after something like, oh shit, I just invited a fucking plane crash. Come here. Like, come here and take your pants sense. off. Right, that totally makes sense. Wait, let me, wait, this taste, this is too sipper. <laughs> this bottle of, this bottle is gone. I, I see your cup. <laughs> Look, this, I'm almost done. Listen, dude, you, like, you're taking like bitch ass sips. You're gonna have to like woman up. <laughs> Excuse you. You know how we do. I know. I'm trying to avoid having to go downstairs. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I have this bottle. Like, I should have just brought the whole bottle upstairs with me. <laughs> and I should have brought a few extra. I should have brought the cooler upstairs with me. Awesome. Yeah. That's what that next time I'll learn. This is how we roll. This, we should do this like every so often. <laughs> Make a game of episode. Either we're game this listeners, listeners, game the wrong ones. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, and if you and for you guys out there, if you still have never have I ever um, thoughts, you can still send them because we're still compiling lists. So you feel free to still send them. In case you missed last week's episode, when you're just turning into this, I don't know what the hell this is that we're doing. <laughs> just turning in. Um, we talked about never have I ever on the last episode, and we played like a little mini game of the questions from the episode. So we challenged all our friends and listeners to submit so we can play Never Have I Ever on a special addendum. When we play, we'll release it on an addendum. However, for certain tiers of Patreon video, so you can actually watch us 
drink and get fucked up. By the way, this whole video part was totally new to me, so I'm in shock. Yeah, I love doing that to you. So wait, that means I got to do my hair and makeup like a little yeah, human well, being? Me, me too. I mean, That's I had all this extra work on me. I don't appreciate it. I mean, it. you don't have to. We'll get dressed. We'll, we'll look presentable. We might wear something get sexy. Who knows? I might actually put clothes on instead of my pajamas. I, the, right now, this is... I'm, I'm like stressed out over this now. Oh, okay. oh don't get stressed out over this. <laughs> Where's my alcohol? Wait, who drank up all my wine? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's continue. Okay. Where we at? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, right. I was, I was thinking you about the conversations like. and matching, and I was, yeah, we're good. You're okay. Like, yeah, uh-huh. All right, that's the spot. <laughs> there's, right there. There's, there's a drink. <laughs> there's a process. I'm a, I'm a dirty girl. All right. Dirty girl. I am. <laughs> Bank me. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get you really drunk today. I, oh, that's what he said. <laughs> no, that's what I said. <laughs> Michael's work on the raft is coming along. He regales Walt with tales of New York and shows off his work to Jack. Jack, however, wants to talk about who's leaving on the raft. Sawyer is sitting nearby and he has bought one of the four available seats with scavenged cable. Yeah, you shove it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. The look said I, all. I looked up from the paper <laughs> only to see her uh, practically deep-throating a donut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was shoving it in there, all right. I don't have a guy reflex. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> no gag reflex at all. Okay. Hear that? And she's available. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. I'm choking. I can't imagine sex talk with you at this point. <laughs> I'm going to get your husband on the next episode. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, right? <laughs> But he likes you. It's fine. He'll talk to you. Son discusses Jin with Kate, who wonders how Jin could have changed from the tender husband Son describes. They are distracted by the survivors running towards Michael's raft. It is on fire. Everyone tries to put out the flames. It's useless. The raft continues to burn. When Michael sees Son, he demands in English to know where Son is. Son will not answer. And Jack and Kate try to intervene. Michael sees Walt throwing sand on the fire and calls him back, giving Sun a chance to flee. The survivors discuss the possibility of Jin having torched the raft. Sun finds Jin rifling through the medical supplies at the caves. His hands are burned. Agitated, Sun tells him that Michael was trying to get them off the island. Jin is angry that Sun thinks he burned the raft and is defending Michael. Elsewhere, Saeed comes to Boone to say he and Shannon are drawing closer. Boone becomes aggressive, and Saeed says he was not asking Boone's permission. Boone then tells Saeed she has a thing for guys who can take care of her and will leave him eventually. Day 33. When Shannon asks 
for Saeed's help in building a shelter, Saeed hangs back. Shannon realizes that he's been talking to Boone. She finds Locke and asks him where Boone is. Locke resists her attempts to draw him into the conflict and challenges Shannon to do as she likes without worrying about Boone's reaction. So this is another example of bitchy-ass Boone, that's his new name, <laughs> pining over his stepsister. Because that wasn't... I have brothers. I have a lot of brothers. That wasn't, I'm going to protect my sister. That's the, I'm going to protect my woman move. Sick baby-ass bitch. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> in, in the jungle, Sawyer yeah. attacks... <laughs> Sawyer attacks Jin and marches him back toward the beach. He delivers him to Michael and the survivors gather around while Michael begins to interrogate Jin. Jin begins speaking Korean and Michael demands that Sun translate. Sun is silent and Michael slugs Jin again and again. Finally, Sun screams out in English for Michael to leave him alone, saying Jin didn't burn the raft. Everyone, including Jin, realizes Sun can speak English. Dun, dun, dun. Sun explains... She gave me that look, like, bitch, now's your time. (laughs) Sun explains that Jin's hands were burned as he tried to put out the fire. Michael and Sawyer are still not convinced, but Locke has had enough. He points out what everyone continues to ignore. They are not alone on the island, and they all know it. They continue to be attacked and abducted by these other people. Sun maintains Jin's innocence and everyone disperses. The raft is a total loss. Michael begins to succumb to despair, but he sees Walt and stops. He promises Walt that they will build a better raft and Walt promises to help his father. Meanwhile, Jin and Sun argue as Jin packs to move to the beach away from Sun. She tries to talk to him in Korean in an attempt to talk their growing problems out. Jin, however, thinks of his father's advice and realizes that it is too late to save his own marriage. Elsewhere, Atiri Shannon approaches Saeed and kisses him. He asks her what that was for, and she tells him that everyone gets a new life here on the island. As they play backgammon, Walt brags to Locke about Hurley owing him (laughs) $83,000. That's cute. Locke brings up the subject of fathers. He says that his own was not cool. So Walt, um, Locke's dad is not cool. So here we go, another shitty father. Right. He, he then asks Walt why he burned the raft. Walt confesses he didn't want to move anymore. He likes the island, and Locke agrees. Okay, so as a mother, and every, like, it's always... TV books always depict it's the mother's fault. It's the mother's fault. I kind of appreciate the fact that they're kind of blaming the fathers on this episode. On this, on this show. But everything is the father's fault. I'll kind of appreciate that because I'm tired of being blamed for everything. The fuck? Okay, but go ahead. <laughs> the next day, day 34, on the beach, Jin approaches Michael, who is salvaging what he can from the wreck. He has bamboo. He says a single English word to Michael boat. This is the. F- what is this, episode 16, 17? Episode 17, and Jin finally speaks his first English word, <laughs> boat. Meanwhile, Sun, finally free from her husband, removes her towel to reveal a bikini. Charlie and Claire sit on the beach together while Hurley listens to his CD player. 
until it loses battery power. Disappointed, he says, son of a bitch, and throws the device into the sand. To be quite honest, 34 days is a lot longer than I expected things to start dying on them, to be honest with you. Um, but I think if they would have named this episode Freedom, that would have been fitting also. Like, Shannon, because, you know, Shannon would be like, listen, I want this man, I'm going to get him. Um, son with her, like, you know what? It is what it is. I think it's a sense of rebirth and freedom, this episode. Says the drunk girl. So, let's, okay. Let it all hang out. We'll, we'll get into some, we'll get into some themes. And then, and then we'll do, and then we'll do trivia. How about the irony of Jin being pissed off at son for lying about speaking English when his fucking father is alive? Uh, you know what? I've been, I've been catching irony in that. Well, you know, how dare she lie about anything? How should I, she's not allowed to keep anything. But you ever notice there's always one person, and I'm not going to make this a, wa- a man against a woman thing, but this is, in general, there's always one person relationship that will keep something and then get their feelings all type of hurt when it's reciprocated. Yeah. And you'll find that in all relationships, period. Like, the one that's cheating is the one that's always thinking the other one's cheating. You know what I mean? It's the one, so, that's yeah, human nature. It's like the projection. Yeah. And uh, Jen has Jen has somewhat of a strained relationship with his father. So I think but, on some level he thought he was he felt that he was dead to him. But it's not. His but it's actually ambitions. not the father's fault. It's, no, due his own due to his own ambitions. Yeah. In his and, mind, he was, and that was the only way he could. I think that's the only way he can reconcile the fact that he wanted more than what he was. He had to kill off his past. Mm-hmm. And he and he spends girl. all this time trying to impress son's father instead of and you know spending time with his own. To impress this man. Meanwhile, your own father is actually quote unquote the good guy. You know what I mean? Like he was the man that you should be respecting, as opposed to the mob boss. We learn that Shannon can sail. I'm not surprised. She's rich. Golfing is now the new axe chopping. Remember before, it was like every time somebody was angry, they were like chopping at wood with an axe. Yeah. Now, they <laughs> now just... when they're angry, they're golfing. I can see the pleasure in that. Just swing. <laughs> Let it swing, baby. Wait, wait. My <sighs> wine's gone. Okay. When the raft was on fire, everyone was kind of running to it to help. See, once you However, to, except... Locke sat and watched, and then Walt finally kind of went to help. So, two things. Locke, at that point, look at the raft. It's like nothing you can do. You know what I mean? He's look, I don't think he was looking out of disinterest or the or he just didn't care. I think it's more like it. you can't do anything about it. Like, it's it was engulfed. It's like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And poor Walt, by this 10-year-old kid, was like, oh, shit, what have I done? I think he saw the look on his father's face. Mm-hmm. He saw that pain. He's like, oh, shit, what did I do? And I'm pretty sure he couldn't verbalize it because I still, to this day, look back on actions and things that I did when I was younger and I was unable to verbalize what was going on in my head. I'm like, wow, that's amazing that at that age I did A, B, C, and D. You couldn't verbalize it. I couldn't put into words how I was feeling. But, you know, anywho. 
do you think that when when Locke steps up and tells the group that remember that we're not alone on this island and we're blaming each other, but it, you know it could be them. Do you think he that he already knew yeah. that it was Walt? Yeah, I think so. But at the same time, it's a fact. I think he was trying to save Walt that issue between him and his father. I think he was doing, you know. But at the same time, it's also a fact. There are other people in this fucking island. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, he was definitely saving faith. He was trying to save Walt that, that anguish, that issue. Because I think even though Michael was dealt a fucked up hand by his baby mama, if he would have known that Walt did that, he would have treated him like he was a grown man, not his son. Yeah. He's childish. I think I still think he's immature in that way. When Sun speaks English, you can see Jin's face. He's he's not just shocked, but he's hurt mm-hmm. that she has you know, that she's kept something from him. And even though it's so stupid and you know, the irony is kind of like you kept something like you kept your dealings, with, you kept your father a secret from her. You kept your dealings with her father a secret. You kept a lot of, you kept a lot from her. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think this is the opportunity for them to like, I think this is the opportunity for them to like put it all on the table and make their marriage stronger. It's not. Well, and, and so that's the thing. Like the father tells Jin, make this your last delivery. You can start over. And son says that to him. I want to start over. And Jin looks at her and is like, it's too late. It's never too late. Like this is the, but this why? Is like the, in, this is like the perfect time to start over because you right. put everything out on the table. Like now is the time to start over. The first time Jin delivers the message and he didn't hurt the guy and the guy was so relieved that he gives Jin the puppy. Right. Did you notice the TV? No. What was the TV? Hurley was on TV. Was he? Mm-hmm. There's another connection. Holy shit balls. You see Hurley on TV, but there's no context. But we will find out on Hurley's story, I'm sure. I missed that. I'm so disappointed in myself. Even even though we didn't get that whole reconciliation scene between Sun and Jin. I still have at, hope. The, at the end, you know, the the episode kind of comes full circle because Sun started off in the bikini with the fight, and now she lets the towel fly off, and she has this sense of of freedom, rebirth, and freedom. I think that yeah, yeah, um, it's she's liberated at that moment. Tipsy Agnes is very deep, <laughs> or not? I don't know. <laughs> uh, are you ready for trivia? I'm ready for trivia. Okay, because my when- my tipsiness is wearing off. When read along with the series title, this episode's title is Lost, dot, dot, dot. Lost in in translation. That's fucking awesome. A common phrase reflecting the difficulty of conveying the same meaning between two languages. Which has basically been his struggle, not just in this episode, but over the course. Like, even, like, not even, not even with the whole language barrier just him speak, communicating with his wife yeah yeah this is definitely a bigger meaning deep <laughs> i'm sorry during during the flashback scene where jin first visit visits byung han his daughter is briefly seen watching tv 
Hurley is on screen. When Michael sees Jin kneeling on the beach and runs toward him, accusing him of burning the raft, and many other characters come out yelling, we hear English from Jin's point of view, and it sounds very foreign. It is, in fact, the same dialogue as what was already heard, just played backwards. Okay, what the hell were the writers and ship? What were they smoking? Mm-hmm. Why Must have they- been pretty good, but... I'm serious. Share it. But go ahead. Okay. Oh, Lord. That was it. Okay. Characters. Listen. After seeing this episode and Jin. I think I had, I think I, I, I voiced most of my opinions on characters throughout my spiel throughout at this episodes, throughout the episodes. So I feel sorry for Jin and what he was going through in the emotional turmoil. Yeah, I'm a little, <laughs> a little giddy right now. <laughs> Next episode is Hurley. Yeah! And guess what? I haven't watched it yet, so there's no spoilers for me. So, so, it's actually one of my favorite episodes. I can't wait! So, I'm, I'm actually really excited for it, because it's one of the episodes that I love, love, love. Okay. Thoughts on Hurley. So, Hurley, I always, I think, I, I told you the last episode, I think he's, um, He's undervalued and ignored a lot and overlooked. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so tipsy. <laughs> I keep laughing at myself. <laughs> this is a fun episode. Um, I think I do it like this every week. We really do. We have to think of a new game. Okay, so Hurley's episode is next time. And we can just drink every time Hurley says dude or... I think... We should do something different. Like, this is sexual in the windows. Nothing okay. to do with Lost. So we do something that has nothing to do with the show. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Yeah, I think this is a fun episode. I like to hear everyone's opinion on this episode. But we could definitely do this more often. I actually can't wait for the Never Have I Ever questions. Me too. And, and also, if you guys think of other games that you want us to play, send them in. Yeah, why the hell not? We'll be posting requests on our Facebook and Instagram pages, so stay tuned for awkward requests. Awkward requests. (laughs) (laughs) That's not in the window. Where's my dream? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I finished it. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Don't you hate when that happens? I hate that. All right, what's next? We... Did the title right? Did you have anything to um add to the title? I think I think no, we I added it up. my opinion to the title yeah. like in the middle of the episode. So yeah, no, I think I Characters. Up really nice. Yeah, we we got everything. Okay. We were so efficient, drunk. I know. <laughs> Start. It started slow, but it got better. <laughs> okay. To be fair, in hindsight, in retrospect. I don't think we do enough sipping while we're sassing yeah. up to now. So we're going to recommit to our listeners and do more sipping while we're sassing on sass and sips. We might we might have to start like a drink deep. Cause we usually start drinking when we start recording. And maybe maybe we should drink, you know, we should pregame. Or just make a game of the whole damn thing. Because we were a little tipsy by the first 10 minutes. 
I gotta keep a cooler with me. I have that bottle in the freezer waiting for me. Just, I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna just take it to the head. <laughs> drink. Oh, another one. <laughs> I can't drink this no more. <laughs> All right. That is gonna wrap it up. Our our drinks are done. I think it's time for us to go. <laughs> I think so because what more? There's no more alcohol, so like, what's the point? <laughs> it's like the alcoholics' motto. <laughs> oh my god! We might have to edit that part. I have to see how insensitive that is. <laughs> we, we have a lot of edits. Do you spend a lot of time editing me? <laughs> yes. Not just you. Both of us. <laughs> Only our top subscribers on Patreon get to hear us unfiltered. Well, you know, 98 is said unfiltered. Because I'm sure there's some things we wouldn't want out there, period. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you snorted. I snorted. <laughs> Oh, do I exit? Yes. You forgot. Or did no. I forget? Okay. No, nobody <laughs> forgot. Okay. You just wish me to shut up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode. Stay tuned next week where our next episode will be numbers. If you would like to support this show, we can be found at patreon.com slash sasspod. Everything helps. Nothing is too small. And we have different tiers starting as low as a dollar. So keep that in mind, especially if you do not like hearing advertisements within your podcast. All of our contact info is in the show notes. Um, lots of different ways to get in touch with us. All of that can be found in our show notes. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That is another way that you can support our show if you'd like to without incurring a financial... No. I, I tried to sound smart, but no. Yeah, no, that's not... No, no smart that's, a, that's a nice free way to support our show, and that helps people find us. So that'd be awesome if you did that. And please, please don't forget to always drink responsibly. Until next time, everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And we're out of here. Peace. Ah, that was fun. That was fun. We definitely don't drink enough doing. Mm-mm. I don't think we realized how beneficial the drinking part of Sass and Sips was until now. <laughs> I think you're great. I'm an awesome friend then, I guess. <laughs> you are. Uh, I show you love with candy. <laughs> What better way than with food? Listen, I'm still recovering from the food escapades that we had that. <laughs> and what happens after season one? Our listeners want to know. Well, we're not telling you. It's a surprise. <laughs> it's a good thing that we drink here because then we can just blame it on the alcohol. Although the people that do know us know that we can't blame it on the alcohol. Shh.